get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie, going out to the Brown and Crippen Celebrity Line to be joined by our friend of the Voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, here on 101 ESPN. It is a big weekend for the St. Louis Blues. We'll talk about the inaugural Blues Hall of Fame class with Curbs here in just a little bit. But let's start with last night, Curbs. Uh, not the game you wanted to see. Some turnovers, especially in their own zone, that ended up uh, in their own net. That seems to be when this team plays poorly, the most common, a common or the biggest thing that you see in common with the games that go wrong. Is that a fair way to assess what went wrong? What's gone wrong for them this season? Uh, Curbs. Yeah, I, I do. I think we've heard the coaching staff, uh, um, the majority of the times just constantly harping and talking about puck management. So yeah, to me, to me, that's, that's the big one. It, it's an interesting one. And, we had an event and a, a you know a little uh, organizational thing with Scotty Bowman this morning, so I wasn't able to get to the locker room because, you know, for me, I'd, I'd, I'd walk up to Robert Thomas and, and ask what he saw, and, and and almost more because that that's a pass that he might make eight out of ten times, you know, and and it never gets touched, and it might have even sent uh, Pavel Butchnevich on a breakaway, but in this case, it didn't, which is why I'm really inclined sometimes to just remind everybody that. There, there's a whole other team with a high payroll of NHL players that are coached by a guy that's won two Stanley Cups as a head coach that knows how to forecheck, and they did a great job, you know, forcing the Blues into those mistakes. So while you sit there in one breath and say, yeah, you, we've, we've got to quit making them, and that part is true, um, boy, last night I'm going to give Calgary a heck of a lot of credit. They, they put a forecheck on the Blues that made it difficult for them. And, you know, until the Blues commit to a couple of things like, you know, making the smart play, making the right play, the situational play when, when when it's a certain score at a certain time in the game, and then commit to getting to the front of the net and getting shots to the goal. Uh, I don't know that much changes, and I think you've got enough skill to be a good team, but in, enough inconsistency also as well to keep you average, and, and that's kind of where they're sitting right now is somewhere in between there. You know, Curbs, I think that's the biggest thing that, that you've noticed in these losses in these last couple of, of games for St. Louis, going back to that Montreal one and then, of course, this one, is what you just mentioned there in terms of the, the shot selection. It just seems, and I know you've talked to Craig Bruby on pregame a lot about, you know, taking shots and if he's happy with the quality of shots and he's kind of hemmed and hawed at it, but it just seems in certain games when the Blues aren't getting the production that they're looking for, they're just reluctant to take shots. Uh, reluctant to create, and and well, when you say they're reluctant to take shots, it, it almost to me makes it sound like they're intentionally, uh, but like, like they're doing this intentionally. And I don't, 
I really don't think that's the case. I, I really think what you're seeing is some really good skilled players getting a lot more ice time in different situations than maybe they have in recent years or over the past few years. And, and, and I think what they're trying to do is make that you just, they're trying to make the perfect play. And sometimes that perfect play doesn't exist, you know, and guys that know that they've got the skill to make good passes, but are trying to pass it all the way across the ice against NHL players that get deflected away. And we saw a lot of that the last couple, I think it's really more sometimes the attention to detail and then, you know, the willingness to live to fight another day, you know, instead of trying to make that home run pass, just keep it along the wall and make sure that your players are in a good spot defensively. And, you know, we talked with Scotty Bowman this morning and he was talking about the year where the Blues, I think, only allowed like 176 goals that year, which is still or 175, something like that, which is still a, a franchise record o- over the course of a season. And Bobby Plager was always really proud of that record. Every year, anytime we the Blues would give up that goal that kept that record in place, it was almost like the Miami Dolphins undefeated team toasting each other. Bobby would come in, he goes, we're still holding the record. And, you know, you'd laugh at him, but... Scotty knew that he goes, look, in those early days, we knew that other teams were better than us. He goes, but in the third period, we knew we had to lock it down. We had Glenn Hall, a goalie that could lock it down. We shortened up the bench defensively. We put Jimmy Roberts and Terry Crisp up as our fourth line. We rolled four defense. We rolled four lines. He was telling a story about this. But even back then, 50 years ago, they're talking about how you play good situational hockey that prevents the other team from scoring. And that's a commitment that so far this team hasn't been able to get full buy-in to in certain times of the game. And uh, that's it's one of the challenges that this coaching staff has is to continue to drive that home until they see it consistently. Chris Kerber is the voice of the Blues here on 101 ESPN. Curbs, I just wanted to ask you a, a simple question. What have you seen from Colton Pareko on the power play since he's got more ice time on that unit? Nah, not enough yet, but what I mean by that is I haven't seen enough of them on there yet. I, I honestly, I think that they're trying to keep that other unit out there just because of the different skill levels of those forwards. But honestly, uh, I want to see that I want to see that other unit that gets out there um, a, a little bit more. We saw it a little bit there. You've got Callie Rosen kind of manning it now. That would become Nick Letty when he comes back, and, and I got to think he's close to coming back or, or closer. So. Um, at that point, I, I think we've seen when Colton gets it, he's willing to shoot it. We saw him get an assist off that slap shot. I like him over on that far side. I honestly would like to see more of it. And if that other power play unit is too reluctant to shoot the puck, pull him after 60 seconds and get the other unit out there. I felt like last night, correct me if I'm wrong here, Curbs, I felt like there were multiple times, though, where he didn't shoot it. And that's what I think can be a little frustrating for fans is he's got that great shot. But if he's going to be in that spot on the unit, he's got to be willing to shoot it, right? Yeah, but did you watch the passes that went to him? I don't know that any one of those passes was passed in a position where he could one-time it. And he likes it kind of either just out in front of him or right level with him when I talk to him about where he likes to receive those passes. And it's the one thing that it, – it, it's one thing about – well, so well, there's a couple of aspects of this, Brandon. One, one, is, one is the pass has to be a good enough pass to one-time. The other one is, is Colton has to continue to get himself ready for that one-timer. I think Colton Pareko's been shooting the puck a lot more over the last series of games. You know, it may be, you know, some higher than others. But but in general, I think he's he's shooting the puck a lot more. Uh, I actually thought last night, I thought Colton played a terrific game. I thought he was activating. He was so doggone good with the stick last night. He, he might have killed 10 plays on his own when, when that, that didn't develop into anything. So, 
And so, uh, to me, it's still a learning process because he's just never received a, a lot of power play time over there, especially in that one spot that you're talking about. That, like, same thing when we talk about Cairo or some of these younger players, just getting more time to learn how to do it. I just, I just think you need more time. But I, I, I've, uh, I really haven't had much of an issue with his play, or, you know, or, or decision making too much here over the last stretch of games. Chris Kerber, voice of the Blues here on 101 ESPN. Final question. We'll get you out of here on this, Kerbs. Uh, we talked to Chris Pronger earlier today about the Blues' inaugural class going in this weekend. There's a ceremony on the ice tomorrow. I know you've got a dinner going on tonight as well. Glenn Hall, Red Bar- uh, Berenson, Scotty Bowman, Gary Unger all going in. And then, of course, all of the guys that already have their numbers, their names up in the rafters, automatically inducted into this first class. Kerbs, uh, I know this has been a long time coming. It's IRG last night on the post-game show with Alex talking about uh, all of the work that went into it. But for some of the listeners that are kind of curious about what tomorrow is going to be like, what can they expect if they're going to the game and looking forward to that ceremony on the ice? Well, we've got an event for season ticket holders that already know about that, that are coming to, to one event that'll happen from about six to six thirty. you know, but, but for everybody else, you just want to be in your seats by, you know, by seven o'clock because the national anthem will come and then, They'll be introducing all these guys for a, a, a ceremonial puck drop, and it's going to be pretty neat to just I mean, to sit with Scotty Bowman for an hour this morning and hear him tell some early stories of this franchise. And having had similar conversations with Red Berenson and Gary Younger, uh, and, and I was fortunate enough to be on the call when you know with these guys when Tom Stillman told some of them that they were being uh, that they had been voted into the, this first class. The reaction, honestly almost always goes to the fans and, and just how great this fan base is and, and what it was like playing for them and what, it, what this city has meant to them. So uh, if this morning is any indication of the kind of stories and fun we're going to have tonight, and that's going to be streamed live on Valley sports uh, Midwest, uh, I, I think fans are in for a real treat. So looking forward to celebrating some amazing blues history this weekend. Be a cool scene out at Enterprise Center. Uh, Alex Ferrario will have your pregame coverage for that one tomorrow beginning at 6 o'clock. We'll have your puck drop, of course, right here in your home for the Blues. 101 ESPN for Blues versus the Lightning tomorrow at 7. Curbs, we appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy yourself tomorrow, and we'll talk with you again next week. All right, guys. Have an awesome weekend. Thanks, and we'll see you tomorrow at the rink.